Love to see you all. Chag Sameach. Happy birthday to the trees. Rabbi Sal, we're very honored to be joined this evening with a dear Chava, a very special Jew who England is very, very fortunate to have. Yeah. A Rav Yaakov Klein, some of you may have known him before when he was living in Eretz. Were you in Eretz as well? You were in Eretz as well. I wasn't sure where you were because you're, you're everywhere. Baruch Hashem. He's Baruch Hashem, he's Shurim. You can follow him um, on every, everywhere you can find him. Beautiful, deep Shurim about Voitas Hashem, but the real deal. So we're really excited to Rav Yaakov's made the time for us. Thank you to join for a traditional. Thank you for everyone coming. I know it looks amazing. Please enjoy. There is a seder. There is a seder, and we'll go. We'll go through and we'll explain a little bit to you. And uh, so, just hang in there. I know it's like it's like a bit like seder night. The Arizal, the Holy Arizal said that that one should actually make sure to eat the fruits, especially spoke about the esrog. It says it's a tikkun, a way to rectify the sin of. That eats at the original Avera, the original fate. So you see, and therefore all the fruits we have in mind to elevate and lift, to elevate and lift any damage which was caused into the world through that original sin. So that's what the Ari HaKadosh spoke about. There is some uh, other sources, the Tamidim of the, of the, of the Arizal. Supposedly, we're not sure exactly, it's a called the Chemdas Yomim, and also wrote a Sefer called the Pre-Eitz Hadar, I think it's called the Pre-Eitz Hadar, and, uh, and it's supposed to be a Talmud of the of that result, but we don't quite know who he is. And he's written this whole Seder around here. And it seems to be quite traditional by Svadim, yes, Albert? This is the Svadim do this as a traditional thing. But this, the Seder, it's not fixed. It's quite, we're, so we're not going to do it exactly. You know, there's over the years different people have added different things. So it's not like Seder night. It's a, or customary. We're going to use it, utilize this as an opportunity to get together some friends sing some ligunim, make some brachas together. We've got some amazing fruits here. We've got some shachiyana fruits here. I've even got some basamim from fresh basamim, just freshly cut just now. We can make all the brachas that we can make here in Sashem. Opportunity to make brachas, to connect and to grow. Utilize this as an opportunity to grow because Tubishvat is an opportunity. So what happens on Tubishvat? Why is it so special? In nature, the sap starts rising in the tree. So it's a new stage in nature. So although we don't, the trees look pretty sad outside, right? Outside, you know, they're growing out the pavement. They're not actually a bit grey. There ain't much fruit in it now. But it's all about, as we'll see later on, discussing it's about potential and bringing out the potential. And the sap rising in the tree, it's going from the inside, in the inner world, inside each one of us. So that's really what it's about. It's about growth, about being fruitful. Maybe we'll do some, some little bit of uh, meditation. I'm sure Jordan will like that. And, all the, and my other friends, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> do just some ideas to visualize, some visualizations. Where maybe we'll do something together. But um, I think maybe I think should we have a niggun to start with? Sure. I think we have a niggun and then we'll we'll get started because I think the others be hungry. We'll start. Yeah. It's almost it's like Saturday night. Like yeah, yeah. Just, it's, 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 it's the food, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think one one interesting thing before we start. First of all, it's a huge privilege for me to be here with all of you again for the second time. First time I was in there, second time I'm here, third time I'll probably be outside. <laughs> but um, no, this is the new oh, this is <laughs> oh, this is. So it's 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 just a it's a privilege. It's, it's something very very special that I feel with this chaver in particular, with your esteemed 
this extremely special Rav, who very quickly has become a, a Rebbe to me. Uh, you did, you did Nefesh. Rav Stepsky and I had a phone conversation last night. We were speaking a little bit about this and what it would be and what it wouldn't be and what it could be, what it should be, what we dreamed it would be, what it is, Rav Hashem. And I mentioned that, like, when it comes to Tuvishvat, wherever you start, whatever direction you want to take, the fruits, the trees, the soil, the rain, the praying for the trees, you can go on forever. It's something that's like a strange doorway into some of the most foundational and important ideas in, in Yiddishkeit. It's a strange thing. If we had an evening centered around fire, for example, you could have some tire about fire, you know what I'm saying? There's what to say about fire. But like, when it comes to trees, the whole entire tire is about trees, really from, from beginning to end. There's so much to say. One interesting thing is that trees and humans have an inverse relationship. Very strange thing. What we breathe out, trees take in CO2. And what trees release into the air, we take in. It means that in a certain way, every time you breathe in, a tree breathed out. In a certain sense, every time you breathe out, a, a tree somewhere, somehow is taking that in. very deep. It's very, very deep. It means there's a parallel relationship that we have with trees. But in a certain sense, following that pattern, that means that trees grow when they're watered. And human beings grow when they let water out, when they cry. That's when we grow. From time to time, when a person is able to get to a place of total openness, authenticity, really, really deep into his or herself, in, in a way, we're watering ourselves, you know? In a way, we're fostering growth. We're breaking through. We're saturating a part of ourselves that's thirsty, that's desperate for waters of openness and realness and feeling and connection. So I just thought it would be beautiful to start with a song, Shivchi Kamayim Libe, that speaks about how human beings are watered. By allowing ourselves, like the Piyasetz Nareva says, you know, is a tzaddik who is very often mentioned and learned in this base medrash. He says, tears come to a person when the human being overflows. That's what crying is. When we overflow and we can't contain it anymore, so then tears come out of our eyes. So Hashem should bless us, you know, it doesn't mean we all have to start crying now. Maybe, I don't know, I'm not against it. But Hashem should help us that we should mamish overflow. Let, let go, let go, let go. You know, it's not a night of any expectations. Nobody knows what it is. So let it be. Let it be whatever you make it. So let's sing.
as you're enjoying the rogalach. You know the gemach, the Hebrew word. What's the Hebrew word? Hebrew word for wheat. Who knows the Hebrew word for wheat? How do you say for wheat? Chita. Chita. Oh, Come aside. The Hebrew word. The Hebrew word for for wheat is chita, which is spelled ches tes hey. Ches tes hey. What's the gematria of ches tes hey? Ches eight plus nine plus five equals twenty two chof base. Which Daria Kodesh says. Don't listen. Don't dismiss. This is a juicy piece of cake, gentlemen. Both side. So chita wheat is the gematria chita. Come inside, Walter. Come inside. The chita is the gematria of twenty-two, which corresponds to the twenty-two letters of the aleph base. So ready, ready. We're ready now. Getting deeper. Really, everything in this world is just a moshel. It's just some, something much deeper, the pneumius. And we need to live our lives in a, in, in this world with a consciousness and awareness of really what's happening in the world around us. Everything else is just a physical manifestation. But Chita, we see already in the word Chita, is already there, is 22 letters, the Aleph base is already, because the Aleph base is the Mazoinus, it's the wheat. That's what we need to keep us going, it's the Chita. And that's what we need, what we need here, we need the Torah, the 22 letters of the Torah to keep us going. Rabbi Sai. So you all should, everybody should have some white wine or white grape juice. A little pass, have you got some possible white wine or grape juice? White wine or white grape juice. White wine or grape juice. We've only got small cups, so in case you're down. White wine, white grape juice. So before we make a brocha on the, on the wine, Rabbi Yaakov, what can you tell us about wine? And then when the wine comes in, you know what happens? Yeah, on the other side. <laughs> Should we have the wine first? I was speaking before the wine goes yeah. in. <laughs> For the first Kabbalist. You know, just something general about brachas, Chlal, Chazal tell us that Chaz Hashem, a person eats before making a bracha, Chazal say that it's likened to somebody who's, who's moil behektish. Moil behektish means a person who is using Beis HaMikdash property, hektish, something that's consecrated for use in the Beis HaMikdash in some form, holy food, sanctified materials for a mundane purpose. Moil behektish. And Chazal could have said that it's ki'ilu, it's like stealing, right? Because the world is not ours. Hashem The world belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The purpose of Baruchus is to focus us in on the awareness that every single thing that we put into our mouths, which means any energy that we have in our nefesh, because the Pasuk says, It's not the ragalach that are keeping us alive. There are sparks, there are spiritual sparks inside, and as much as the body is not the body, right, meaning it's a vessel for the soul, so that means that the rugula is not the food. It's a vessel for the spiritual energy inside of that. The Pia Setsun Rebbe also speaks about this as one of the proofs of the fact that the world is spiritual, the fact that something completely removed from human consciousness can enliven human consciousness. That doesn't make sense. How could it be that drinking water, which is something of a completely different category of existence, that that could have some kind of sustaining feature and, and capacity and functionality within my ecosystem of the human being. It must be that there's a very deep interconnectivity between all layers of creation because it's all energy. It's all energy. It's all divine energy. But the Gemara doesn't say it's stealing. The Gemara doesn't say, listen, if you take a fruit off the tree and you eat it without making a bracha, you stole from God. 
Mar doesn't say that. It uses the terminology of me'ilah. Ki'ilu mo'il behekdish. Now, if this is the metaphor that's used by the Gemara, so there are, two, there are two options, right? How does the bracha help? If this is hektish, and we're not kohanim, and if we're kohanim, we're not in a ritual state, and we're not, we're not, we're not tar, you know, to be able to eat hektish on that level, what's happening? When we make a bracha, do we take the food out of its hektish state and now it becomes mutter to non-kohanim? People who aren't ritually pure? The tzaddikim say there's a second option that's more accurate. What's happening in that moment when we make a bracha doesn't render the food permissible. It elevates us to the level of a kohen in the Beis HaMikdash. The food stays hectic. When we make a bracha, we come into service. Mamish like a kohen in the Beis HaMikdash is in service. We recognize that the whole world is a temple. The whole world is filled with the presence of Hashem in a very deep way. And that our service in Gullah's Dafka, in Gullah specifically, is to go out into the world and to make brachas on things. Hashem needed Jews, educated, uneducated as they may be, high levels of Kedusha, low levels of Kedusha, whatever this is, I'm not judging. I'll speak about that in a minute, a little bit later. But any Jew makes a bracha in some far-flung place in the four corners of the world where Jews have been spread in every continent, almost every city, certainly the Chabad among us or them. Make a bracha. You just conquered the world for God. You just made it clear in some, some spiritual way that this world is not a free-for-all and that the whole purpose of the human enterprise is to begin to embody an elevated consciousness and awareness that there's more to life than just these fingers and this hand and these legs and this body that I see when I look in the mirror. There's something deeper to life. There's something deeper within myself and there's something deeper within the food that I use to keep this very deep self functioning. Everything's from Hashem. You become a Kohen in that moment. And that moment, it's not just a food. It's a very holy thing. It's a very, very deep thing. Transform yourself more than you transform the food. A little bit of a shift, a bracha, right? Amazing thing. So I think that the Mahalach, it seems, we were discussing this, the Mahalach in the Seder that we were talking about, that's modeled after the Pesach Seder, um, is that you begin with totally white wine, completely white wine, and somehow it's counterintuitive, I'll be Kabbalah, but we have to do more digging into this, but somehow it seems that the Seder suggests that we begin with the first cup on a very low level of the spiritual ladder. On the, on the realm that's called Asiya, which corresponds to the last letter of Yud Kei Vav Kei. If we're trying to climb up from the He to the Vav to the He to the Yud, which is ascending levels of spirituality, we begin with the first cup on a lower plane, the last He, which is counterintuitive because ordinarily white is associated with higher levels of, uh, of spirituality, right? And so... He's probably, he has probably much better stuff to say. I don't know who it is. We could just listen to that. He's certainly speaking quicker than I. So, halavai, we could put people on 1.5 speed, you know? So, usually we associate white with, with, with chesed. We associate white with spirituality, unbridled kindness. So that would ordinarily seem to be associated with the higher realms. For some reason, it seems that Adarabba, we're fixing the realms that we find ourselves in. That means that if the first stage right now corresponds to the world of Asiya, which is a world of a lot of din and a lot of concealment and a lot of hiddenness and a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and frustration. So then we need to begin with 
totally white because we're trying to sweeten things. You're going to see that the next cup is Hashem. We're going to be having mostly white, but we're going to mix it a little bit with red as we ascend until finally the final cup is, I think, either completely red or it's completely, mostly, or just a little bit of white. Completely red because that means to say that we've reached a place where we can contend with that. We can contend with that now. And so I invite all of us, Siata Deshmaya, to begin to partake in this level and to be conscious of exactly where we find ourselves in the Seder Advarim, what we're trying to do, and to meditate a little bit. You know, if you made the bracha already, before you make the bracha, as you're drinking, on this realm that we find ourselves in all the time, like the standard place of consciousness and how much each of us could use an infusion of kindness, how much each of us can, could use an infusion of the curtains ripping away so that we can live life in an elevated, in an elevated way with a higher level of, of awareness and understanding and depth vis-a-vis ourselves, vis-a-vis others, vis-a-vis life and what this world is because it's an illusion. The whole thing is one fat illusion. And when Jews get together, a little bit the illusion is broken, just a little bit. Mikveh Yisrael Hashem, the Kajan Sarebbe said, doesn't just mean that God is the salvation of the Jewish people. Mikveh Yisrael, he said. When Yidin get together, it's like a mikveh. It's purifying. Even if we did nothing else, but just to, to come together for a holy purpose, post-COVID, it's already a big avoided to get people out of their houses, certainly on a Sunday night or any night, really. This is already a big tick. And so, Shreina, that we're together, Yeshiva to pull a lot of tremendous chesed, Tremendous good energies of growth and health and, 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 and natural state of just the innate health and wholeness that we have inside. We should be zochah to feel that and experience it together. Siyata Deshmaya. So, I'll make a bracha. L'chaim, l'chaim. Yibarach atra adoyna yelehenu melech ha'ilam boyre pri hagafen. Amen. Rabbi Yisai, we speak about tikvah. We're talking about mikvah. There's a beautiful nigger. Im yesh mikvah, yesh tikvah. As, as Rabbi Nachman taught us, he's a beautiful nigger. Yeah, When he gives a bracha to everyone, he says, Lachaim Yidin. You have to remember, sometimes we forget we're a Yid. Sometimes we have to be called in the street, they have to call you. In, in Newcastle and Gateshead, they call you Jew. 
Yeah, see, they call it Yiddo in London. They just go, Yiddo. In Gateshead, they tell you, Jew. They take you straight out. Zach, you are Jew. They take you straight, Jew. Thanks. I needed a reminder. Lachaim Yidden. Lachaim Yidden. Lachaim Yidden. Lachaim Yidden. How many of the Chavra know the music of Yosef Karduna? Anybody who knows the music? A little bit? It's one of the songs that I grew up with from Yosef. It's a, a big tzaddik. Mamsha tzaddik, a tzaddik of a Jew. He's a musician, like, very far down the totem pole of who he is. It's not who he is. One of the things he does is play music. And the Nagunim come from such a deep place. He's not a musician. He's mamish a tzaddik of a person. So he has a, a niggin that I grew up with. I'd like to share with you. It's okay. No, that, that's already the known niggin. Oh. That's not really too bishvat related, even though everything is too bishvat. It goes like this. If you know, please join me.
Of, um, the different sorts of fruits. If you notice this one, yes, different hockey man. We start the first fruit we're eating, where you, the outside is edible, but the inside is not edible. You notice you, I mean, you can try and eat it if you want, but you'll find it's not really edible. And the Ariya Kodesh said we should eat all these different types of fruits first. We're going to eat these, and then later on we're going to have where well, the outs we're going to have the whole fruit is edible, and finally we'll finish off when the outside is not edible and only the inside is out of there. And we'll see the significance. And this is an idea that, you know, with, we have middas, and we want to grow, and it's interesting, is there such a thing as a bad middah? In the Sifri Chassidus, no such thing as a bad middah. No such thing as good middas and bad middas. There's only good middas. It's just how it's used. Laziness. What's good about laziness? Utzlus. Surely that's bad to be lazy. What do you think, Stephen? Oh, so why is, why, what's good about being lazy? Anyone? Sorry? Oh, it can't be bothered. The Yitzhak becomes a person. Yitzhak, I can't be bothered to do that, Vera. And there's all the Setsna, we quoted already, the Setsna Rebbe, Hashem, Yenokim Domoy, Seyf Sabi Kodesh, Vibrocha. The only Setsna says we should look at this at all middas. In fact, the Balatanya says you need to go back, take every middle, take it back to its shoirish, where it came from, to the four elements. You take anger. Where does cast come from? Which one of the four elements? Fire. Fire. 
But fire, is fire bad or good? Turns out I use it. Fire can make you warm. Fire can give light. But fire can also destroy. It's the same thing. We take the fire within each one of us. Go inside and find that fire. And just use light. So as we eat the date. I'm going to open some more. There should be a box down there. But if you want me to check, there's a box dates down there. If you want me to check them. Yes, okay, fine. You've already go. As you take out the seeds, you look at that. You don't say, I haven't got bad midas. I'm looking to have a bit of a cheshpan. I never we're going to sing a niggin in a moment. But we can just think about what is that middle which I see as bad, but I want to use it instead. It's not bad. It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's only good. To find that middle, what appears to be a middle raw, but instead to turn it, use it as an engine to bring us forward, to lift us up and express it in a positive way. All that just from the seed, from the stone of a date. That's all. So let's just do a, a little niggum, close our eyes, think about ourselves. It's an opportunity to think about the bad bit inside. Is it really bad? How can we turn it into good? How can we bring it out? It's just an illusion. It's not really bad. As we said before, it's all pure. It's all good. It's all toy. It's from Hashem. And we're just a part of Hashem. Let's close our eyes, friends. And just have a little bit of cheshbon and nefesh to empty out that stone from inside. Maybe a leave ke'evan, that heart of stone. We're going to sing now the niggin Elon Elon, which is like maybe the only like actual Shubishvat niggin. You know, they can sing songs that at, like talk about trees. Um, but Elon Elon is like mamish, you know, because it's the Gemara that talks about the greatest bracha that you can give somebody. To Amiraim were blessing each other when they were taking leave of one another. And one of them said to the other, and these are the words, the Gemara and Tainus, he said, I'll give you a mushal. person sees a tree and the tree is saturated with water that's flowing nearby and it produces beautiful fruits and it gives beautiful shade so you say Elon Elon you say to this tree what can I bless you with that your fruit should be sweet your fruits are already sweet that your shade should be shady as shade is right the shade is already so beautiful and people can come and sit in the shade and get protected from the sun and it goes on like this there should be some kind of stream flowing next to you there already is so what are we blessing you with and the bracha that we say to the tree is the only bracha that we can give is Ela Mimcha. May it be Hashem's will that all the seeds that come out of the fruits that you so beautifully produce when they are planted, they should also merit. To have all the mylas, to have all these incredible features that you have, that they should be strong, that they should be healthy, they should grow next to water, they should be saturated, irrigated. They should provide shade to others. And this is the bracha that they were giving each other. We can't really bless you with anything because Baruch Hashem, all of us are blessed. But the blessing is that we should see it in our children. That our children should, like Chanan uh, Ben-Ari sings, Shalom Yeshua Tasritot Shali. Our children shouldn't inherit our scars. It's a very, very deep tefillah. 
a very deep tefillah, because all of us have wonderful things, and we have midas that we're using appropriately. And then there are also things that we've picked up along the way that we don't want to pass turn to onto our children. And so we bless each other. It should be like this tree that Mamish just takes the good, the good, the good, the sweet, the holy, the healthy, the healthy, the whole, the pure. But ultimately, if there's one person who's not a person that we can't bless because he's already perfect, it's the master of heaven and earth. Shalim b'chom and shalim is a who's perfect. So if to nobody else doesn't this Gemara apply to Hashem, and we say to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, what can we bless you with? I mean, Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Kal Yachal. Koil Olam Yachad. Ein Sof. Echad Yachad Am Yuchad. We say to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, Yiratzen Shekal Netiyah Shemnoiti Mimcha. That Am Yisrael that are etched from your essence. B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, like the Baal explains, Hashem blows an Hashem into us from the deepest essence of Him, Kivyachal. And we say, Akadosh Baruch Hu, we should be Kamoischa. should be a little bit models of you. But the Gemara tells us, Mahu Afata. We should imitate Akadosh Baruch Hu. It's very restrictive. You're telling me to imitate Hashem? I don't have my own individuality. Don't tell me what to be. Tell me to imitate God all the time. You know who never needed to be told to imitate someone else? little child who just wants to dress like his father the whole time no father ever needed to tell his kid hey I think it's a good idea for you to put on my shoes and try to like flop around the dining room in this jacket that's like bigger than a trench coat on you it's a natural thing that kids want to do because kids want to be like their Abba kids like kids want nothing more than to dress up like their father to pretend to be their father and so the moment that I start to conceive of Hashem as my father and not as like this being that I, I, you know, it's mamish my father. There's no more natural thing than to want to be like him. And to want to wear his oversized shoes, infinitely oversized shoes, cosmic shoes. And to, to try to make my way in the world. There's no greater bracha. So let's sing this nigga together with all these kavanas in mind. The main thing is we should pass on good, good health to our children. Our children shouldn't chas v'shalom have to suffer from anything that that we've been through. We should only take the good. If you don't join me, Yilan, Yilan,
more than a tree. All of us are created with Tzalem Elohim, but that means nothing. Because Hashem has no Tzalem. What does that mean? Created in the form of God. God is formless. What does this mean? And the Mekubalim explained, the Rabbeinu Bechaye, other Rishonim, early, early sources teach, Nevesachayim, that what it means to be created with Tzalem Elohim in the form of Hashem doesn't say B'Tselem Yud Kevavke because that really has no form. But Elohim is Gematria HaTeva. Teva is nature. Nature doesn't just mean the natural world that's created around us, but the entire what's referred to as the Seder Hishtalshalos, or the chain of emanation, which we alluded to before. Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke, four worlds, ten spheros. It's a system. It's a system. It sounds to some who are a little bit less initiated. It sounds very fluffy and like worlds and spheros. There's no greater system. There's no greater system than the system of Pneumius, of Kabbalah. It takes work, it takes, it's a system, it needs learning. But the system of the Arba Olamas, of the Ten Spheres, is incredibly rigorous. And essentially what it means is, is that a Kodesh Baruch who moves out, so to speak, from his infinity, and through a series of creative steps, a Kodesh Baruch who, so to speak, descends, constricts his godliness, encloses his godliness in such a way that we can live in a world where we experience independent consciousness from Hashem. And we look at the world as being something separate. This world is not God. We know it comes from Hashem. Hashem created the world. Hashem sustains the world. But this is not God. You cannot say that this is God, right? This is an illusion. But a Kodesh Baruch who goes through this entire process of hiding, 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 garment over garment over garment so that we can abide within this physical realm. And experience Bechira, experience ourselves as being something that's other than Hashem. And incredibly, each and every one of us 
are created in the form of our bodies in alignment with this creative system. Of course, we are created vertical. That means that there's an up and there's a down, which in a creative process would refer to the first spark of an inspiration, right? Or an impetus, a catalyst, some kind of rutzon, which we refer to in Kabbalah as keser, which is a crown, which of course sits above the thought processes. It's just the first step that Hashem had. Yisrael, alu bimach shavat chila, am Yisrael rose above Hashem's mind. Hashem wanted us. He desired a dir v'tachtonim. He wanted something. Okay, that's step one. That begins at the very top. That's the cranium. Then the artist goes through a cognitive process to plan it out. Okay, what's this going to look like? First big picture, that's called Chachma. The details, that's called Bina. Then there are the actual steps. If he's an artist painting, so he goes to the story, buys paints. He goes through the process of figuring out when he's going to paint, how much he's going to paint, and so on. In a very ordered process until you come to the final product, which is called Malchus, which of course would be down by the feet, all the way below, at the end of the body. Each and every one of us are created B'Tselem Elohim. Which means that much like a tree, which the Balatanya says is an upside down spheros experience, because we see trees, but this world is olam hafach or easy. Trees are not the way that we see them. We see trees rooted deeply underground, and then they grow upwards and they extend the peros, but it's philosophically inaccurate. Trees shouldn't grow that way. Things that grow emerge. They don't develop. They emerge. And so the spheros is an upside down tree. The roots are in the upper realms and then slowly but surely it descends and it evolves and it develops and it grows branches and those branches bear fruits. The spheros are an upside down tree. It's called the Elon, the Elon. It's referred to as the Elon HaKadosh, the holy tree. If you and I are walking around created with Selim Elohim, and Elohim means that system, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to create the world and uses each and every split second to bring the world into being and to sustain this whole chain of emanation or cascade of godliness that we refer to as the Seder Eshtalshalos, many systems. And we're holy trees, each and every one of us. More so, we are processes of creation. Right now, as we are sitting in this chair, each one of us, what it means to be like Hashem means as much as we can to try to continually bring forth peros, fruits, produce to the world, growth to the world, creativity to the world, love to the world, nurturing to the world, watering to the world, sunlight to the world, good breath to the world, good words to the world, help other people grow. We say at the end of Shema Nesri, it doesn't just mean, let me be humble like the earth. That's what it means on a simple level. But it means deeper than that. We're saying, let me be good, fertile earth so that when other people come and plant their dreams and other people come and they tell me some idea that they want to work on, I help that take root and I help that grow. That means being godly. To be like Hashem. Unending creativity, unending growth, development, produce, produce. So it's very apropos to sing, you know, it's a mushal about trees and we're asking Hashem that we should be a little bit like Him. We should understand who we are. It's not simple to be a person. Not simple to be a person. It's unbelievably deep. In our most shallow moments, we're the deepest thing in the world. In our most inert, lazy moments, there's nothing more wondrous than us as we are, as we already are. 
astounding thing. The potential is unbelievable. We just don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves. The whole thing of Tuba Shvat is that if the trees stopped believing in themselves in the dead of winter, there would never be a tree in the world. There would have been one cycle of trees. It would have been a winter. All the trees would have given up. We would never be sitting here with fruits. The trees represent this nikuda of knowing how never to give up. Unbelievable. They know that they have a tafkid. Even when everything looks dead on the outside, they don't see themselves as being able to give hope to anybody, strength to anybody. They see themselves as just, uh, what, what can I do? I'm just like a good for nothing, you know? But the tree has something deep in it that doesn't let it give up. It's just, it's perennials from year to year. It makes it through the winter. It's plugged into the sap inside that's giving it life, even in the dark of night. Believe that you can help someone. The simplest way. Believe you can give a person a compliment. Simple thing. Go out of your way to say something good to someone, even if you don't mean it. You're watering somebody else's tree. We'll get up to Shemaim after 120, and they'll weigh out all the good things we did, and they'll weigh out all the not such good things, I guess, I don't know, maybe. The way all the good things certainly did the Cheshman doesn't just mean they look at the bad things, you know? They count all the good things. And when you thought the Cheshman is over, all of a sudden some Malach comes in with suitcases and suitcases full of merits that you never, you don't know what they are. You don't know, you say there's some mistake, that this is not me, I didn't do this. And they say, you know something, one time you gave someone a little bit of chizik. And you don't know that just on that day that person really <coughs> needed it. And then they went on that day because you lifted them up and they gave a few people chizik. You never, ever, ever know. We need to be watering each other. We need to be giving each other strength. We need to be empowering each other to be this holy elon of creativity. To bring godliness to the world, goodliness to the world, kindness to the world, openness to the world, health to the world. That's our mission. Shibazaychet to it. Let's sing the high part of the song one more time. second choice, which is white wine or grape juice with a little bit of red. Beautiful. Rabbi said there's another brocha. I want to share an idea with you. I haven't seen it anywhere. I, I, mean, I have I spoken to Sadiqim and they were Muslim. They said, they said this, they said it's MS the vault. So I'll share with you. I want to say it's my own Kiddush. You know, we're learning about this. There's the five Olomas. The five, there's five worlds. Though we speak about four worlds, the four cups. You know, there's another world. There's a world, the primordial world, the Adam Kadmon. We don't talk about it. 
don't know much about it. But there's five worlds, and that's the Kutsha Yud, the Yud Kei Vav Kei, but there's also on top of the Yud, there's a Kutz, there's a thorn on top to represent the five worlds. We also know there are five senses. There are five senses. What are the five senses, anyone? Taste and hearing. Smell. Smell. Seeing, touch, and and taste. Yeah, the five five senses. How many chalokim are there to the neshama? We look at it. We talk about the makeup of the tree, the human being. How many parts of a neshama are there? Anyone? Five parts of neshama. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, yechida. So I want to suggest maybe that we can connect with those different parts of the neshama through the physical experience of using those five senses. And there she's brought down this beautiful halacha sefer uh, on the halachas of, of the smell, fragrance, what bracha you make. And uh, so I brought with me, my me as a special year, an old Saudi year, and he told me, whenever you want, Rabbi, whenever you want, you can take for some. So we take sometimes a tie and take two off for Zohar and Shomor, like the Gemara says, for Friday night. By Manchester, Cut a few bundles off for us to make a bracha. Who knows what bracha you make on Basamim? Yeah, Bari Atzei Basamim. So even on Motsi Shabbos, right? Bari Minei, that's because only Motsi Shabbos. It's Bari Itzvei Basamim. And here we have here some Basamim. So I'll pass them round. There's plenty in the bag. This is our Atzei, right? Sorry? Is our Atzei Basamim. Yeah, yeah, this is Atzei. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it down to it. Yeah, Atzei Basamim. Yeah, Atzei Basamim. Oh, but it wakes a person up every time we oh, use yeah, a different sense. So when we're eating, we should try and use all our senses. So for example, when we eat the beautiful fruits, you should look at the fruits, use your sense of vision, smell the fruit. You know, so those who are mamilim about wine, there's something called, by whiskey, it's called nosing, right? You nose the wine, they even make cups the, the same size, shape of a tulip, so you can nose. But even by, by wine as well, you're supposed to smell the fragrance of it. That's part of the avoid of drinking wine. You're supposed to smell the wine. So you're supposed to look at the colour, supposed to smell the wine, appreciate, what's it, what's it called when the swirl, the swirling. There's a whole chokhmah, but you're holding the kois in your hand. That's the feeling, of course, then you're tasting it. So that's the, all the fight I say. And of course, where do you get the hearing? The slurp, or when you're biting, when you're let's hear, let's hear the giggle. Oh, the crux from the the, the crux from the giggle, <laughs> not from the pickle. <laughs> the crux from the giggle. To hear the noise, every part of it, all every Akash Baruch crave that enjoys. Everyone likes that the, the crunch of the of the Pringle when you bite into it. That nice nice crunchy grapes that we have, just to enjoy them all. So this is all Akash Baruch There's so much depth. In, a mundane activity. There's so many mitzvahs connected with food, with brachas, hilchas brachas, the seder brachas, washing your hands, bread. There's so many things to do because there's so much depth. 
There's a safer in called Shulchan Atar by the, I think it's Rabbi Ramoite, the Rabbi Ramoite, a great tzaddik, a whole thick safer about Kedusha Sachila, just about eating. And we know Rabbi Nachman Brasa says there's one of the biggest Yitzhahoras, the biggest Tivus is Tivus Achila. So we know when we eat in the proper way, and the way we're supposed to be, Akash Prof wants us to eat. We're not supposed to be on a diet. We're supposed to eat just good stuff, right? So it's just eat the good stuff, the chita. The chita is the chafis oysis to utilize when we're eating, to use all our five senses to awaken and connect with our neshama, each one of the five senses there. Just to be mindful when we're eating of these things. Most times, my wife can ask me, how was supper? I don't remember. I just threw it in and ran out. I think when my wife spent so much time, what would you like for supper? Would you like this? Would you like this way? Would, you, would it be fish? Would it be chips? It's chips. You know, what would it be? What would it be tonight? My wife's thinking about it. She cooks it. She makes it. She comes over there. I'm on chutzpah. I'm just basic. I cross the toe. I used to taste the food. And the Orach HaShulchan says, the reason maybe Shekhyana, which we come to, these beautiful Shekhyana fruits, is a person should eat each year the fruits to enjoy our Kodesh Baruch's world. But I cross the toe to say thank you. Thank you to our wives. Thank you to our mothers. Thank you to our Kodesh Baruch To all the beautiful colors. Just to appreciate, I've just looked at the apples here. I personally washed them. I polished the red apples. I polished them so beautiful. Maybe then you'll save it to the end. I'll give, uh, we'll, give, we'll give out the apples at the end. Like the Rebbe's. We'll give, <laughs> we'll give the apples at the end. It's Hashem and the Sass of a Rebbe. Zeichus Adarach was a great Rebbe. Living gold is green. And Ali was like, then we had a cash with him. And I asked her, I said, people ask me, sometimes, Rabbi Stepsi, can I have a bracha? I said, who am I? can give a bracha, who am I? So he says, no, we should give in the schus that people believe that Sadiqin can give brachas, that the bracha will be well. The answers. So it's my this, I said, I'm also, they call me Rebbe, but also I'm saying, I don't have any power, I don't think Kudusha is nothing special. It's in the schus of the makabal. The person believes, he says, there's a They believe in Sadiqin, which is, by the way, Trees are compared to? Sadiq. How do we know that? Sadiq as well. But wait a minute. Pasha Shalachacha. Go and check out the spider the land. Check out see if there are any. Is there any trees there? The tree is the Sadiq. The ultimate Sadiq is the tree. But the Schus. We have a Muna and Sadiqim. Muna in the words. We have the words of the Sadiqim. The Tabal Shema Kodesh. The Nagon. And all that Tamidim for generations passed down. That that itself, the Muna in Sadiqim, that is the tree, that's how we can connect, we can be part of that tree. And through that we get the brachas of the Sadiqim, which got passed down to us. So Rabboisai, hope the kiddle's good. Mm-hmm. We've hope had some basomim. Mm-hmm. We've had our second kois. And now we need just to move on. Just want to make sure. Here this is a, this is the is now we've we've had we had our fruit where the edible outside and the seed, we did that one, right? So we had, there's cherries floating around as well. You should make sure you have a cherry. You also have a cherry on your cake. And then here, I want to have a, one more idea. And, the, and which I want to share. I hope we, Yaakov, you can sing the nigga. I think the bit is nigga, but yeah, Jerry sings it in. It says that you fall down to get back over here. You do that one? So I had an idea before. Just came through my mind, so I'll share it with you. And by the way, we'd like to open up if anyone else has any other ideas about tree. What does a tree mean to you? Please, you know. Don't forget to go and hug a tree. It's their birthday. They appreciate it. That's what you're supposed to do on Twitter. Give a tree a hug. Don't worry. After you had four cups, you need to, you need to, have, you need to have 24 cups to even start hugging trees. <laughs> Especially if you had grape juice. But anyway, I had an idea. An einfall. I probably shouldn't put it in my mind. So you know what happens? A tree grows and produces fruit. 
it's growing, the tree's growing up. And that's the goddess when we grow. But what happens to the produces fruit? What happens to the fruit? Falls down. The trees fall down. The fruit falls off, but the tree just falls to the ground. It's gone. But what happens? Somebody comes down around. Someone comes around and picks it up. Someone comes and picks the apple and picks it up. A bird comes and picks it, picks it up. So this is really the cycle of what happens in life. Again, we look at the tree, see the high tree, but then it dies and it regrows again. We fall down, but we, but we get back up. It's a beautiful nigga, I'm sure you know it. Rabbi Sai, Tubishvat is a chance as to pick ourselves up as we move into the second phase of winter, moving towards the spring of Pesach. Rabbi Sai, if you fall down, get back up. If you see a friend fall down, take him up.
If ever I want, if I can, to share another niggin with you. As the same words as the niggin that we already sang, but it's from a different artist. Also not so known, but it's a, it's a little bit, actually this one of an easier niggin to learn, and it's very, very deep and beautiful. Also comes from a very special yid whose name is Shivi Keller. Or not so many people know, Shivi Keller. He's even less known than Yosef Kardiner. But he has some super, super beautiful music. And this is another song of his, on the same words, Sadiqa Tariyifka. So hopefully we'll catch them and we'll sing it together. Sadiqa Tariyifka Balvano is Here's the middle part.
yourself. Imagine what you'd like to be. Picture yourself who you know you can really be your real mission. Visualize that self. And then you can make a plan to get there. But just start visualizing. What midas do you want to see yourself express? When the alarm clock goes off in the morning, What's the first thing you're going to do in the ideal self? How are you going to look like when you're davening? Without any worries, just total tobacos connected to a Boinish Loilam. What about the times to convey itim, a Torah, that we're not going to let them pass, that we're going to find a few minutes to learn without distraction, the phone, Put away somewhere, switched off. What about your wife? See yourself shouting at your wife nice things. <laughs> Sweet things. Tell her how much you love her, how much you appreciate her, how great she is putting up with you. Putting up with me. My eyes are closed, I'm not sure my wife's in the room with the mirror and I'm not. Someone have a peep? Are really, she here? <laughs> The autumn has what you want to achieve, what you want to give to the world to be that role model for your children. What are you going to contribute to Am Yisrael? What are you going to contribute to the world? Being comfortable in your own skin, believing in yourself knowing that you're just a pure neshama and Hashem is just waiting for it to happen. But you've got to see it happen. Let it blossom, turn into a fruit. Let's do a few seconds, just hang on to that vision. Something you're going to take with you, that picture, that photograph. Masmid al chesed. Is put to Vekas Bashem. Pure Midas, he's calm, he's relaxed. He's not worried, doesn't get worried and thrown away, thrown off track as a worry for Pranosa. It's just an illusion, all those fears and worries. Kodesh Baruch has looked after us to hear. He's not going to let you go now. Just be you. You can do it. Isn't it beautiful? You can see who you really are. I could go around the room now and tell you who you are. I knew this before who you are. Most of you. I want you to know it. Oh. Rebiaka Vanigan. Nira, 
I, I, I was I prepared something to say. I'm not going to say it because I think it's it's already enough. Baruch Hashem. No. Uh, everybody breathes a collective sigh of relief. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, give the the kids a version. No, no, no. If you take it, yeah, we want to hear it. Tavas, the brutal light of us. No, no. You have to know when to hold them and fold them. But no, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. It's just been a really, really, really special, 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 special time together. And like I don't, I don't see a reason why we can't do this all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like get together. It doesn't have to be fruits every time. We could take a different, steak. you know, a different steaks okay, steak for time. Maybe they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will have no part of that budget. But yeah, <laughs> and um, and and it's just a wonderful thing because it's so, it's so Jewish. It's so Jewish for Chaver to sit together and to eat consciously and to sing and to find meaning in life and to and to re- and not find meaning because that means like you know we're we're like conferring meaning upon life to unearth. The meaning in life, and to. That's our mate's bracha. Right. So, so to, to um, to live consciously, I think is is really the ultimate purpose. It's really the ultimate purpose of all of this, and to realize it doesn't need to be too bishvak. You know, when you're eating a fruit. To really stop and to appreciate it, to appreciate the depth in it more than anything else. Life is so deep. Life is so deep. Every experience is deep. It's a moke. And it all depends on our consciousness, our perspective. You can go through life and life is the most shallow thing in the world. You can go through life and life is the deepest thing in the world. It's mamish up to us. It's how we cultivate conscious awareness, mindful awareness in living. It's really up to us. The world is a dream. It depends on how you interpret it. How you interpret it, it will be. So says Rav Yaakov Mereshechter, based on the Ishvitzer and Parshas Vayesha, Me'ashilach, the first volume. The world is a dream. It depends on how we choose to interpret it. Mm. And so if we make like a, like a conscious decision, I'm going to try to live with more intention. I'm going to try to be more awake. Because it's not enough to be awake. All of us are awake. Some of us are awake. All of us are awake, right? Rabbi Nachman had a hasaga, which he wanted to bring to the world when he told us that the whole world tells stories to put people to sleep. And I tell stories to wake people up. What do you mean, tell stories to wake people up? Right? He wasn't talking about sleeping people. He was talking about people that you and I would consider to be awake. And Rabbi Nachman introduced to the world, which is what the Baal Shem Tov introduced to the world, which was the, the, what Ariza was trying to say, which is what Rabbi Shimon brought to the world, which is what the Torah was ultimately lined with, and it's deeper, 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 deeper elements that you can mamish be awake and you could mamish be sleeping while you're awake, and most people are this way. Rabbi Nachman says in Torah 60, in the Quran, that most people spend their whole day serving Hashem, and they're davening, and they're learning, and they're, even the model Yid, he says they're pushed sleeping. They can sleep with all of it. You can sleepwalk through it, because it becomes rote, it becomes robotic, it becomes just, this is what we do, it's a culture. And I think the whole foundation of this base medrash, from what Urbistevsky is giving over so powerfully here, and you see just such a chevra, such a beautiful, wonderful group of Yidin, that Hashem is we don't want to be sleeping. We don't want to be sleeping. 
you know? We don't want to be sleeping. And it's not enough, you know, you get up for chakras so you're not sleeping. You could still be sleeping after you get up, you know? And that's a real chaval, because you might as well have stayed in bed, you know? That's a real chaval. So at least, you know, and I'm speaking to myself. I mean, I don't mean to speak to anybody else. I really, you're overhearing. I'm not just speaking to myself, because I need it more than anybody. And I'm doing this all the time, like this avoida, this work that I'm in, and going around and speaking and singing. It's just for me, really. It's to try to wake myself up. To try to, to, to remind myself that it's not enough. It's not enough. We don't have to settle with just saying the right words off the right page at the right time with a, with a quorum of circumcised Jews. It's not enough. HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects a romance from us. He expects our neshama. Rachman Aliba Bai. And all the people that say, listen, it's not my cup of tea. Nobody asked you what your cup of tea was. It's not about making you feel comfortable. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants something of us. There's a way that Yiddishkeit is supposed to be and we don't need to settle for a B'dayavad. We can mamash live a Yiddishkeit of fire, of passion, with halach observance and learning Gemara and, and all the rest of it, with soul, with spirit, with consciousness, with kavana. These things are not a stira. We can put the two together. We can bring this thing to life. Mamash to take the car that we have and turn it on in the deepest way and ride to the Geula. That is the call of the hour. Baruch Hashem, for all of us already from Yidin. And if we do this, and we can mama shine a beacon of from light, of health, of broad-mindedness, of depth, of with it, passion, like investment, it will be so much easier to draw all of our brothers and sisters who don't yet know what a Shabbos is, and beyond that, to the whole entire world, so that Be'ez Hashem, we can see with our own eyes the prophets and the prophecies that they taught about the whole entire world coming to this consciousness, Umala Arts Deas Hashem, Kamaim Liamachasim, Kibesi Bes Tfili Ekare, Lechol Ha'amim. The whole world is waiting for this. And they're waiting for me and you. That's it. And the more awake we are, the more awake that we can give over to others, help others wake up. 